Ciao a tutti! Welcome back to Italian Dish, your audio guide to Italian food and what it's really like living in Italy. Today, we're taking an in-depth look at coffee. How do Italians take their morning brew? And when should you not order cappuccino? Sins of what you shouldn't do in order to not stand out. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. Plus, I'll teach you how to make an Italian cafe espresso at home using a mocha so you can enjoy a little bit of la dolce vita anytime you like. You're listening to Italian Dish, and I'm your host, Christine. I'm an expat here in Italy. In each episode, we'll cook one Italian recipe together, and I'll dish a little bit about what it's really like living here in Italy. So, put on your apron, pour yourself a glass of wine, and let's get cooking. Here we go. Action is happening. Listen to that. Ciao, buongiorno. It is 10.30 a.m. I'm still tired. I've already had some coffee today, and yet, yet again, it's time to make some more café. One of the things, one of the, like, quotes in my life here in Italy that has really stuck with me was something an ex-colleague said to me during a pausa cafe or like a coffee break. We're standing around the macchinetta del caffè. So basically like in Italy you can find in a lot of public places these sort of like vending machines that make little espressos or cappuccino or whatever. You can order whatever kind of Italian coffee you like from an automatic dispenser and they're very cheap. It's like anywhere from 30 to 40 cents to all the way up to like maybe a euro Um, and it's very typical that around the workplace colleagues will get a coffee together in the morning and then maybe mid-morning and then also after lunch there's kind of like these built-in breaks throughout the work day that they're the name is just pausa cafe like prendiamo un cafe like let's get a coffee what do you think would you like a coffee And it's also this like social ritual, which is really nice, where people kind of take turns offering and paying for each other's coffee. Um, If maybe there's a boss there, they might pay for their employees, depending on how generous they're feeling that day. Um, But during one of these pausa cafe, like a a coffee break, this ex-colleague of mine told me, he's like, oh, how'd you like your coffee? Because he was offering me a coffee. And I said, oh, well... I just take it bitter because like in in Italy, if you're saying, oh, I just want a black coffee, basically, you say like amaro or like senza zucchero without sugar, like no sugar. And he responded to me, he's like, ah, Christine, ma la vita è già amara, lo zucchero il caffè ci vuole. And so I thought that was so funny. Translated, it's kind of like saying life is already bitter enough. We need to put <laughs> sugar in our coffee. Um, and he was like, especially in Italy, life is bitter. And I was like, well, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> and, uh, but I still want my coffee without any sugar. So, <laughs> so that's like one type of like typical coffee experience in Italy is like the, the ritual, the social ritual of taking a coffee break throughout the workday, um, which is something that a lot of people really missed during lockdown and when everyone was working from home and not working in the office. Because I think counter 
intuitively to what you might believe um, or maybe contrary to what one might believe <laughs> might be a better way to phrase that. Um, those built-in breaks, I think, actually help a workplace run better. Everyone is so much more social when they can take a moment, have a chat, take a break. I mean, taking breaks has like been proven psychologically to help simulate creativity, to help in the learning process as well. And so I think it might seem on the outside that people are just faffing around and not getting any work done. But in reality, they are doing what they need to do. And it's it's well worth their time, I think. And also, I mean, I just need a little pick-me-up. I need a little energy. I need a little coffee to keep me going. <laughs> and so, um, so that's one type of coffee. What we're going to do today is learn how to make um, Italian coffee at home. And in order to do that, you need a little metal device that you can use on your stovetop, like kind of like a, a new appliance or cooking appliance, if you will, if you don't already have one. Um, called a mocha, which is not spelled like you might see in Starbucks, but um, is actually spelled M-O-K-A. And it's a stovetop espresso maker. And you're probably thinking, well, how am I supposed to make espresso on my stove or on the hob if you're in the UK? Well, it's basically like a little tiny pressurized like vessel where there's coffee and it gets filtered through the hot water that's heated and then the water presses up through the filter, through the coffee into the top chamber, making coffee. And uh, <laughs> it's a really interesting little device, very compact, um, originally invented by Italian engineer Alfonso Bialetti in 1933. Um, since then, it's definitely become a staple and I guess I would hazard to say probably every Italian household has at least one mocha um, and they probably have one from the brand Bialetti because that is like the trademark standard of quality. Like your nonna probably passed you down a, a mocha that she had or she probably still has it in her <laughs> in her kitchen um, to make coffee because a lot of people have passed on recently in more recent years to making like this sort of pod type espressos but those are really wasteful for the environment so i'm thinking i mean i'm predicting that in the future there's going to be a huge re revolution and like a big change back towards using like traditional bialetti mocha because it's sustainable like there's completely there's no elements in this that require anything that you is single use um, it's just you fill it up with water, you fill it up with coffee, and you wash it when you're done. I mean, it's like perfect. You don't have to keep buying parts for it. It's just great. So the way to do it is I'm going to take the little chamber, and I turn on my water, fill up the top, fill up to the top. Not, not all the way to the top. The trick is you see the little like safety valve on the side. You just want to fill the water up to just about like halfway up that safety valve. Um, and I, I, this is hilarious that I'm teaching you all how to make coffee in this because I'm probably the worst person <laughs> when it comes to teaching this skill because it's taken me a while to get there. I mean, my husband has tried for years 
and he always says I make really crap coffee. <laughs> but um, I don't know how you can make, like, it's, you either do it or you don't, but I also have experienced uh, the drama of a, <laughs> a mocha gone wrong. So if you know, if you don't know, there is a little bit of danger involved. So as I continue, <laughs> leave you with that. So I'm filling up the little filter now, um, making a little montagnola, like a little tiny mountain of coffee grounds. And that's going in the filter. And let's see. We don't want to pack it in. You just kind of want to like make a nice little mountain. And you use your fingers and create like a, a C shape and hold that over the, the sides and that kind of helps funnel the coffee into the filter without getting coffee all over the place. And then basically you want to take the top part and screw it on the top. And then you have to screw it pretty tight, but if a nonna can do it, you can too. Sometimes my hands are like, I can't do this. All right, I got it. So now onto the stovetop we go. We're going to turn on the heat. Turn on the burner. I keep it at kind of like a low, medium low. You don't want it to get too high. And then just wait until the coffee comes up. And uh, yeah, we'll just wait for the coffee. And uh, what was I saying? Oh, the danger, the danger of a mocha pot. Oh my gosh. So in the midst of my postpartum, my son, had, I don't know how many months old he was. So I'll have to go back and find the photos because I took photos of the aftermath of this day. <laughs> but um, basically... I was really tired and I had woken up and I was like, okay, it's a coffee. Ugh. So um, I remember I had my son in his high chair and he was like happily eating breakfast or whatever he was doing. And I was over at the stovetop trying to get this coffee made and I <laughs> screwed in. I like turn on the, the burner and I was like, dang, something doesn't sound right. And I look come over and I look at it and I was like, no, nothing seems amiss. But then I realized I hadn't put in like the gasket, like the little rubber guarnizione. And so I walk away and I was like, oh shit. So I come back, turn it off, reassemble, put it back on, get it going again. I'm waiting, waiting for the coffee. I'm like, man, it's taking forever. And then I hear this gurgling sound that I was like, well, that's a little odd doesn't usually sound like that and I I come back to check on it I turn off the heat I completely turn off the burner because I was like this just doesn't seem right screw it I'll come back later try again in another moment maybe when I'm more awake later on in the day I was like this doesn't seem right turn off the heat walk two steps away to where my body was then effectively shielding my child and in between where he was sitting and where the stovetop is. And I hear, and all of the coffee, I mean, the mocha itself didn't explode, but the coffee comes like bursting out of it somehow from all the sides and the top. 
splattering effectively half of my kitchen all across the entire wall, adjacent wall, the entire backsplash, the stovetop, but not just the coffee, the coffee grinds were also plastered everywhere. I mean, on the floor, it was a disaster, like level five emergency, ruined my kitchen, hot coffee and grounds are splattered everywhere. And I was just so mad at myself that that happened. I don't even know how. I mean, I guess I hadn't put in the filter. I just put the coffee in. I did something stupid, basically. Like I misassembled the whole thing. And that experience just, like, traumatized me. So I stopped using my mocha for probably a good year after that and just started using the, like, espresso pods from, like, Nescafe or whatever as a way to, like, quickly make and safely make coffee in the morning. But then I started later on thinking, you know what, I really miss making coffee in the mocha because I also really like how I could sort of personalize it. Sometimes I would make like an iced, this is very American of me, warning, Italians, don't hate. Um, But I would put like at the bottom of a cup all the mocha coffee over ice and then add milk and make like a really nice like iced latte, if you will. Um, And that was always a really nice treat in the summer. But then I started transitioning towards just drinking the plain coffee from the mocha and just having a sip of the coffee I had made earlier today. And then I also really liked just how intense the flavor was like, and how sustainable it is. So I've definitely gone back full force into using my mocha. I got a new Bialetti for Christmas last year. It has been much loved, and I've been using it basically at least once a day. I won't tell you that means how many coffees I drink in a day, um, but I do absolutely love it. It's very easy once you get the hang of it, and it's a really quick way. I mean, not super quick. It's not instant, but it's a fairly fast way to make a very delicious um, cup of Italian espresso, and it's like kind of a nice ritual when you have people over to make like a pot of coffee in the mocha and then, you know, give them all their little cups, tiny little cups. It's like we're having a baby tea party, but with coffee. Um, Americans would be like, where's the rest of it? (laughs) But but this is Italian coffee we're talking about in Italy. And, uh, and that's that. We're just really into our coffee over here. I mean, it's something that has always been a part of my adult life. I've always drank a lot of coffee, but now it's basically like next thing to I need oxygen. Like I have to have it in the morning. I have to have it in the afternoon. At minimum, one in the morning and one after lunch. Um, But I've also really adopted a lot of Italianisms as far as like I won't have a cappuccino after lunch most likely. I just see that as like a morning drink. So that's a little tidbit for you. If you come to Italy and you try and order a cappuccino either with your food or any time of the day after lunchtime, you're probably going to be met with some looks. Um, You might be completely oblivious to that, and you might also just, like, not care. You do you. I mean, you can hear some action happening. Coffee's starting to come up. There she is. Um... 
But if you're trying to really blend in, if you're trying to have that like Italian experience while you're in Italy, yeah, I mean, maybe don't have a cappuccino in the afternoon. I don't know. I'm honestly at the point now where I think it's not disrespectful to the culture. You don't have to be Italian when you're here. I'm not Italian. I mean, I don't order cappuccino in the afternoon, but that's just because I don't really prefer it. So I think you just have to do what you like. And oh, here we go. Action is happening. Listen to that. Turning down the heat. It is... That is a sweet, sweet sound of coffee that is ready to be <laughs> served. Um, so that's that's coffee from the mocha. That's how we make coffee at home. Now, coffee in the bar is a, another conversation for another day. That would be a whole topic on how to order coffee when you're out and about. Um, but I thought it was interesting, the whole tidbit about cappuccino. A lot of people don't know that. Um, it's kind of one of those things that's become popular to read on like what to do in Italy if you're if you're going to visit and you don't want to be look like a tourist. Don't wear Birkenstocks. Don't order a cappuccino at lunch. There's like whole list of holy grail things that you shouldn't do like not holy grail maybe like seven deadly sins of what you shouldn't do in order to not stand out. Well, let me let you in on a little secret. Everybody's going to know you're American no matter what you wear and no matter what you order. So even if you speak Italian to them, so honestly, it doesn't matter. I think not. Um, maybe the whole, I don't want to stick out. I don't want to look like a tourist. Well, you are a tourist. I don't know. I felt like that a lot. I was super self-conscious when I was a studying abroad student and when I first got here as well. But is it really worth your effort? I mean, if I gave advice, if I could give myself advice, my younger self advice, I would say, look, you just live your experience. You are in a, a singular moment in time here in this place. Enjoy it. Like, don't worry that somebody's going to look at you like you're a tourist. I mean, I get strange looks every day here <laughs> for something I do one one thing or another, I'm always sticking out. So, And I've been here for seven, almost seven years. So honestly, it's not worth it. It's not worth worrying about. And uh, you just enjoy your coffee. So that's that. The latest on life in Italy is that uh, my family practitioner dumped me. <laughs> or rather, I got kicked out of the medical system by this technicality. So I just can't even describe it in a way that's simple to digest, but I'm absolutely over all this bureaucracy. I can, I basically can't be asked right now. I'm just like, I'm putting it on the back burner. I'll solve it later. <laughs> but I will say I did have a really positive experience at the post office recently. Rare occasion, almost never happens, but they were very kind. The service was very quick, very efficient, and I was in and out in like five minutes. I know it was bizarre. It was really weird. But the thing with my doctor is the last time I went in to get a sick note from work <clears throat> for work because I had a cough or cold or whatever I had gotten from the preschool and all those bugs. And the doctor's 
secretary just tells me, he's like, you know, you've really got to take care of this soon. You, you're not covered by this practitioner anymore. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you've, it's expired. Your choice of, of physician has expired. And I was like, how? Then I go and look online, and of course, like, since I'm a foreigner, like, since my tessera sanitaria, or like, my healthcare card had expired, or been renewed, or whatever the heck, who knows, I get a new one in the mail, and so I thought I was okay, but little did I know that expired date of the old card meant that my family doctor had also expired, and I needed to choose again, select my family doctor, who knew? Like, no one tells you these things. It's not like a notice. There's no warning. Um, it's also just not common knowledge. Like, if you ask Italians about it, they're like, what? How can your family doctor expire? Well, it's because, again, I'm in that strange substratosphere of long-term foreigners living here. And uh, so I, had, I have to deal with that pretty soon. I mean, it's just a, a huge bother. Like, I tried to go online and do it. LOL, the the absolute audacity of me to think that I could quickly resolve something online. Uh, no, of course, online it then says, you know, after the whole login system with your digital ID, which takes a whole like five minutes of your day just to even get onto the website, then tells me, oh, you ha- you're not authorized to make this type of change online. You'll have to go stand in line. Basically, I mean, it doesn't say that, but you'll have to go in person or call the number and make an appointment. I'm just like, I can't. (laughs) So I'm leaving that for another day. Um, And that is life in Italy at the moment. What's new? It is officially strawberry season. And I'm thinking either today or tomorrow, I'm going to make a either like a strawberry tiramisu or a strawberry mousse or something that just sounds so delightful. Um, I got two huge cases of strawberries yesterday, one from Campania, the region of Campania, and the other from Basilicata, and I was expecting the ones from Basilicata to be better, but this round, the ones from Campania were way sweeter and just like absolute bliss, Um, and it's just like giving me all the best spring vibes. I'm thinking about summer vacation already and going to the sea and trying to get away for a little bit. Oh, I'm just daydreaming, basically daydreaming and eating my weight in strawberries. But uh, that is what's new. In italiano. Allora, in questi giorni sto soffrendo tantissimo delle allergie stagionali e uno studente mi aveva consigliato di prendere l'antistaminico eh, la sera prima di andare a letto anziché la mattina. E devo dire che mi sto trovando bene così, cioè riduce un pochino quell'effetto di sonnifero che mi fa addormentare, ma tanto, durante il giorno. Però comunque c'è questo calo di energia che non si spiega tantissimo. Ehm, sì, qui, almeno qui a Firenze, c'è un, una nuvola di polline ogni volta che esci di casa che ti... Attacca in faccia, non so. Pollen, allergies, the worst. Allora. Guys, that is all we've got for today. I hope you have some delicious hot coffee now that you can enjoy or that you're at least... Mm. 
that is good really rich bitter but not too smoky just right buona giornata thank you for listening to this episode of italian dish if you enjoyed this recipe and know someone else who loves italian food share it with them buon appetito ragazzi and until next time alla prossima ciao ciao